Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. It's great to be back with you folks and it's hard to believe we're on psalm number 60 and this is a pretty good psalm stephanie i mean what are you thinking well doug you know it's kind of one of those psalms that i needed to talk through because the first few verses made sense and then i was like where are we here and, and there were some things going on i got to be up front with you there was some things going on here we we're talking about what song to do at the end and I got to tell you, one person has a pretty strong opinion about what songs we do at the end of these things. And I just want to point that out. And I'm not going to say who it is because it wouldn't be the right thing to do. But anyway, so how's things going tonight or today or whatever time it is? Considering who made who re-record a song for a different, for one of the other podcasts. Yeah. Because of a protest that took place and it was peaceful. It was a peaceful protest. (laughs) But folks, we want you to know a couple things. We want you to know that we're honored to have you listen to this podcast. And as we looked at Psalm 60, there's a few things going on here that you should know about. So there was a great victory. So David was leading his army in the north and had a great victory. And about halfway through this psalm, he gets word that his army had lost the battle in the south. And he's praying and he's begging out to God. And you'll see that through this psalm. And boy, those times when you just really need God's help and and, uh, but, you know, I want to tell you the good news. I'm going to skip ahead and tell you the good news is the battle is won. Uh, David doesn't know it by the end of this psalm, but David's really going out to God and there's things like that going on. And, and uh, I think, I think that sometimes as we look at these psalms and we go through them, we forget the context and, in which we learn them. And so what we try to do every psalm is try to tell you what's going on here in the background and what's happening. Now, is it time, whose turn is it to do the Norton knucklehead moment? I lost track. Well, I think you should do it. Okay. All right. Go you're ahead. You're the natural comedian. So, Doug, what is our what is our trait for today that might qualify you as a knucklehead? So, you might be a knucklehead if you leave your car at a gas pump of a busy gas station and go inside for 10 minutes while people are waiting in line. That makes you a knucklehead, in my opinion. And, and, you know, I don't even know if we should say, what is it, I-M-H-O, in my humble opinion. You know, people who write down in I-M-H-O on their Facebook page, they're not humble. They're writing I-M-H-O to look humble. That's another thing that might make you a knucklehead. So go with I-M-O, in my opinion. You don't have to put that H in there. And by the way, I want to say this, and I just want to get this out right now because it's on my mind and it's on my heart, and, and we're here to help you guys. We, we love you, and we want to impart this wisdom to you. Do you really got to use abbreviations? And we know it's your opinion. It's your Facebook page, you know? Who else's opinion is it? You know, do we really need IMHO? Do we need IMO? Do we need... I don't even know what the letters mean anymore. I don't even, you know, all I know is the only letters that apply to me are D-U-M-B. I mean, anyway, I think it's enough about initials. Here we are on Psalm number 60, and uh, I just had to get that out of my mind here. And uh, 
But it says, <clears throat> so, excuse me, but in Psalm number 60, let's go ahead and start reading that together, peeps. O God, thou hast cast us off, thou hast scattered us, thou hast been displeased. O turn thyself to us again. Thou hast made the earth to tremble, thou hast broken it. Heal the breaches thereof, for it shaketh. Thou hast showed thy people hard things. Thou hast made us to drink the wine of astonishment. Thou hast given a banner to them that fear thee, that it may be displayed because of the truth, Selah. That thy beloved may be delivered, save with the right hand and hear me. God hath spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. I will divide Shechem and meet out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine and Manassas is mine. Ephraim also is strength of mine head. Judah is my lore giver. Moab is my wash pot. Over Edom will I cast out my shoe. Philistia, triumph thou because of me. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead into Edom? Will not thou, O God, which has cast us off, and thou, O God, which did not go out with our armies, Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. Well, there's certainly a lot going on, Stephanie, over here in uh, Psalm number 60. And what's, what's coming to you as we're reading through David talking about his mistakes, his victories, all these different things going on, what comes to your mind? Well, quite honestly, um, when we were reading through those first three verses, um, yeah, I was thinking through where I personally have felt um, over the last several months in our own country, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and where I think Christians who have been seeking the Lord have probably felt. Um, it's a troubling time. We're troubled. feeling cast off of it being very clear to us. That God has been displeased. And the last part of verse 1, um, I think I've prayed that so many times. Um, that, Lord, would you turn yourself to us again? Would you turn back to us? And that's what David is crying out to God here for his help, for his mercy, for his country. And um, he says, Thou hast made the earth to tremble, thou hast broken it. Heal the breaches thereof, for it shaketh. And that acknowledgement that God is the healer, that when, when our country is in trouble and, you know, our country is in trouble because we have sinned against God and God is displeased with us. Yeah, and it almost and, sounds Shakespearean there. Over yeah, and the, the way he says, thou hast showed thy people hard things. God has. Um, mm, he, yeah. has he has brought us face to face with who we are, what yeah. our country is. And... Um, then verse 4 is, to me, verse 4 and 5 are verses of comfort. Thou hast given a banner to them that fear thee, that it may be displayed because of the truth. And, you know, there's something beautiful when you think of a banner. You think of um, Yeah, welcome home, happy birthday, great flag, job. Something yeah. that makes a statement. Yeah. And... It says that it may be displayed because of the truth. And mm. 
Sheila, think there's, on these There's things. just a powerful statement there to me. Yeah. Um, and then it says that the purpose of it is that thy beloved may be delivered. Save with thy right hand and hear me. And I think it's just beautiful. Um, as I read verse 4 and 5, you know, verses 1 through 3. Um, I have lived in that place many, many times of I, as I've sought the Lord over the last few months of just looking to God for help to clear, to just, I mean, in the midst of this, just the shock and astonishment of realizing um, where we are as a country, of realizing that so many of God's people are so blinded. And then verse 4 and 5, is those verses are just verses of so much comfort that God, God, you know, David, this is a statement that God has given a banner to them that fear him. And he does it so that his beloved may be delivered. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Yeah, and, and I like the way you tied in verse number five. But we as a nation, we as a people, we as a Christian people, and uh, as a people group, I mean, we sit back and we look at this and we, uh, you know, in America today, I mean, let's face it, these are hard times. These are times yeah. where we're, we're drinking the wine of astonishment, right? Isn't that what yep. he said there? Yep. That uh, thou has Verse made us three. to drink the wine of astonishment. I mean, we're blown away that, you know, nine people registered a vote in seven days or something, nine million people or yeah. uh, craziness and these things going on. But but, you know, God has a plan, and we got to figure out what that plan is and where we go. And, mm-hmm. and he's troubled, and we're troubled people in America right now. Truth be told, we're, we're troubled in so many ways. It's much more than this election. We've been troubled yeah. for years and, and, and different things like that. We're just a troubled people. But David's saying, here I am, and, uh, you know, we're going through all this. You've made me drink of this. I just finished, had this great victory, and now I'm getting word that these things are going on, that there's another loss going on, and he doesn't know by the end of this that there's a victory. So there's a troubled thing going on. Then you go to verse 6, and it says, God has spoken in his holiness, I will rejoice. I will divide. And and I mean, immediately, I'm going to divide this from this. I, You know, God has spoken in his holy word. There's nothing I can do. There's an acceptance there that I'm going to trust God, uh, whatever the case may be. And, and uh, you know, maybe... Maybe there's a lesson here today for us that, you know, there needs to be some level of acceptance that things we're not real happy about in our lives. And I'm not talking about just the current political situation. I'm just talking about we as Christians are pilgrims in this world. That's the reality of it. And we can't stop the fight. We can't stop our pro-life fight. We can't stop our righteous indignation. We can't stop and roll over. But in the midst of all this, there's, you know, God's holiness is going to shake this world up. And, and, uh, I don't know. I mean, you're walking away, you're looking at six and seven and eight and, and, and what's coming to your mind there? Well, I mean, I go through things, you know, I don't, this was, um, those, the, those middle verses, yeah. David's referring to what was going on there in that particular situation. Um, but I feel like God circles me back around at verse 10 and says, where David says, Will not thou, O God, which hadst cast us off? And thou, O God, which does not go out with our armies. And he's, he's kind of reiterating, Will you not do these things, O God? And then in verse 11 he says, Give us help from trouble. For vain is the help of man. Through God we shall do valiantly. 
for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. And I guess, Doug, this brings me back to Ephesians 6. And, you know, if I put this in today's terms, I'm not given a lot of options by God um, as to what my role is, except that God has told me that I'm fight not fighting flesh and blood. I'm fighting against principalities and powers. I'm fighting fighting against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And that's every believer. Yeah, is in that place. We're there. And, and I think coming before God, putting on that armor of God, and praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And crying out to God and saying, give us help from trouble. We are in trouble. We're in trouble as a nation. But I think what the reason our country is in so much trouble is because we as God's people are in so much trouble spiritually. Well, and and, and I think there's a couple things. I, I think we need to break this up more than what we see in some. I mean, there's people out there that are totally ruining the kids' lives and stuff yeah. like that that are in total freak-out mode right now. Yeah. And let's face it, we're in freak-out mode. We've been in freak-out mode yeah. over these last few months. We really have. And, and But but there's where, you know, accepting God's will. What's God's will and what's righteous indignation and what's wrong? And, and those are hard things to figure out. You know, the truth be told, uh, we're pilgrims. You know, going back to this world. I mean, things aren't going to seem right to us. Things aren't going to work out right. Things are going to be different. Well, and it's described as a battle. And we're in a battle. We're described, we are in a spiritual war. And um, it is real. It is a battle. That that is the bottom line of it. And I guess, obviously, Charles being martyred brought that home very real to me as I came literally face to face um, that day with spiritual warfare in a way that. Yeah. There's yeah. really no way to put it into words. And well, so, and if those of you are new listeners, and, and I know I say this for the older listeners, so Stephanie's husband, uh, Charles Truman Wesco, was uh, martyred on October 30th, 2018. He was shot and killed by those people he was led to, uh, went to the Lord, to minister to, to care for, to love. And boy, if something is going to jade you, Stephanie, that would have, I mean, let's face it, you're kind of, superhuman over that kind of thing a lot of people would just be writing the president every day saying hey blow up this country and i mean um no <laughs> but there, but there was a love that uh, that you still have for these people that you were called to and i i mean i guess i'm going back again trying to sort out what's right and what's wrong in today's society where does the where does the righteous indignation stop and the will of god and this is really a hard I subject. I don't think, if you're going to put it in, in and ask that kind of question. Yeah. The day we're okay with sin. Yeah. There's a problem. We need to go home. I don't think there is ever a time to surrender in the sense of, well, this is just God's will. In the, sen- in the sense of being okay with the sin, being okay with the crime, being okay with whatever in that sense in the sense of surrendering to god is god it, and there's that balance of god is sovereign yeah but he has given us the free will as man to make choices 
and as his children he has given us the free will to choose to obey him or to become complacent yeah and i think there's a powerful thing that we hold in our hands when he has told us that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much there are certain times when God calls on us to make a difference. That's right. And we make the difference. You know, we as Christians have not made the difference we should have made in our country for years now. Hence, we're one of the reasons we're in the mess we're in. Yeah. And so I think there's a, it's, there's a multifaceted situation that we're dealing with. Um, but God's looking for faithfulness and, and out so- of each believer. So I think you surrender to God's God speaking in his holiness and yet at the same time, if we just throw our arms up in the air and become fatalists, that's not God's will either. No, no. So I think, and, and this is what we're trying to come to, and I know this is heady stuff. Let's face it. This is kind of, I mean, theologically looking at something like this out of nowhere as we're going through this psalm, and sometimes that happens. But I think it's important to understand that we need to call a sin a sin, call a sinner a sinner, and not accept it. And But at the same time, we can't be fatalist 24-7 with our kids. Or You know what I'm saying? I mean, where does it, uh, what's the line? You know, what's the line? And, I, you know, Paul had that line. So, I mean, if well, you go. Philippians 4.8. <laughs> and, and, and that's where I was going. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. And so well, we. I was thinking Philippians 4.8 and Hebrews 12.1 and 2. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you know Philippians 4.8, go ahead and quote it. I'll get it off. But, uh... Okay. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever, whatsoever things, things are of good, good report, report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. So we got to stop and right the there. the peace of God. Yeah. we got to stop. After. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think we got to stop there because I think that's where we're trying to go is what things are pure, what things are true. You know, you go through the list and the litmus test there. and But at the same time, you got Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing, but everything. We need to be on our knees. It's a battle. You said yes. it right there in the beginning. We're in a battle. We're in a place. So, so brethren, we don't want to discourage you today. To the contrary, we want our fellow warriors, our, our fellow battle mates, those of us who are contending every day for the hearts and souls of our fellow men and women, uh, we need to be praying. We need to be careful for nothing. We need to be in prayer. And then we need to look at things and we need to give the litmus test of Philippians 4, 8, because Paul, Paul didn't know what was going on in, uh, Paul, I'm sorry. David didn't know what was going on there in the battle. Paul knew what was going on. He's in jail. So you got two different situations here. So David, back in Psalm 60, thinks they just lost another battle. The world's coming to the end. He don't even know by the time he's probably writing this psalm and taking notes and writing things down that his guys had already had a victory back in the south. They had retaken the land. And now Paul here is in jail. Paul's in the king's court. I mean, things are upside down. He's leading people to the Lord. Things are going great. Things are going well. And then Paul, in the midst of all that, says, hey, stop, I got a litmus test for you. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, is it true? Is it honest? Those are things we need to question. Uh, Whatsoever things are just, is this just? God's the only just one. Is this something God would do? Whatsoever things are pure, is this real? Is this clean? Is this right? 
Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So what you were saying, and uh, are you going to Hebrews from here? I know you were going to quote that verse oh, from Hebrews. Yeah. And, and so, so what God's telling us is we got to live in the zone where we're thinking on true, pure, lovely, great, uh, things that are praiseworthy. We need to think in that zone, in that realm, but we don't need to give in either. So when people ask the question, so as David found himself there in Psalm 60 with battles all around, begging out to God, we need to live there. We need to live on our knees. We need to do those things, but at the same time, we need to live. Yes, we're not called up to live as hermits in a cage. Yeah. Or hermits in a cave. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a real sense in which, you know, where we are reminds me so much of what I think, when I think of the time Esther lived in when, you know, it was scary. There was, there was conspiracy. There was, it appeared nothing stopping the evil from triumphing and the the challenge Mordecai gave Esther is the same challenge that God has brought to my mind so many times when I have said God why couldn't I just be dead you know you could have just easily just taken me out now that's some pretty negative juju right there it is I agree and God comes back at me with but I've put you here where you are for such a time as this and are you going to do the job I've given you to do? Yeah. And that's the call God gives to every one of his ch children is, I've put you here. And are you going to do the job I've given you to do? And our focus has to remain there. Yeah. Through the ups and downs that our focus has to be on staying faithful. We are not given a choice to bow we are not given a choice to bend we are going given that choice to to choose you this day whom you will serve and um are we going to listen to his voice and obey are we going to constantly come back to his word as our foundation of truth so yeah that's where that leaves me but hebrews 12 1 and 2 Come to mind as, as we think through this. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So this is a faith thing. And, you know, as you as we transition out, 10, will thou, O God, and I'm back over in Psalm number 60, will thou, O God, which has cast us off, thou, O God, which did not go out with our armies. He's saying because they lost, God wasn't there. Sometimes God has us lose battles. And then he says, give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. So he gets that right. He says, man, it's vain. But look at how he finishes things. Through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. So what is faith? How do we wrap this up? What is faith? What is the applicant? What does the Bible say faith is? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Folks, in this, in this country, in 2021, in this life, it's about faith. 
It is. It's all about faith. Hoping I, for that we, hoping for that which we see not. That's right. And and you know we I know we went around the circle here, but I think it was important that that God led us there. It was kind of funny dealing with those initials there in the beginning. I M O. So in I M O, all joking aside, I think it's about faith. I think it's about faith. So what song do you have for us to wrap this up? Practical side of everything. David had faith at the end. He got right. They won a battle. They lost a battle. He thought they were still losing, but they turned around and won anyway. He didn't know that. But he was trusting. Uh, well, he, I think there's a powerful word in verse 12. What, what word is that? Valiantly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't just say, God, through God, through God we shall do. Through God we'll survive. You know, and I think it's very easy to become, well, we'll just hang on. We'll hang on till Jesus comes. No. Through God we shall do valiantly. You know, valiantly, there used to be a Plymouth uh, car named Valiant. But anyway, <laughs> valiantly here. Valiantly means... Was it a Valiant? Yeah. I mean, valiantly I know, valiantly means, means heroically, yes. bravely. It I means we're going to go out there. And yeah. Like be, a brave knight. Like, in other words, you're going to drop your sword down and you're going straight after the enemy. You're going to gut there's him. No, there's no fear. There's nothing holding you back. There's nothing more I beautiful picture, than bravery and courage, I, folks. I picture a Cromwell... Yeah. kind of charge and yeah. that is Lord Cromwell right? that, yes Oliver Cromwell yeah he's an awesome guy yeah um ex I mean I didn't agree with all of his doctrine I don't know but anyway stuff, but yeah he was a great guy um yeah. he was a patriot of sorts of his day but um just just all that to say I'm challenged by that word because I'll be honest, my, my flesh says, okay, God, I'll serve you. But man, it's quaking and quivering <laughs> and says, no, we're supposed to do valiantly through God. You know, sometimes, sometimes I think, uh, I think we make God happy when we're sucking snot in a little bit and crying a little bit and we step out anyway and trust him. Don't you think so? I sure hope because he gets, sure gets a lot of snot out of me. <laughs> Yeah, when those tears flow, those snots go. And, uh, you know what I hate? I hate when snot drips so fast it gets in your mouth okay. before you can do anything about it. All right, all right. So what song do you have for us? Yeah. I have Faith is the Victory. See, that works. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and give that to us? I know we're a little bit longer today, folks, but I think it's important that we look at these things in the practical side. The practical side is about faith. And I'm going to do two verses because the second verse is great, too. Okay. And camped along the hills of light, ye Christian soldiers rise, and press the battle ere the night shall veil the glowing skies. Against the foe in veils below, let all our strength be hurled. Faith is the victory we know that overcomes the world. Faith is the victory. Faith is the victory. Oh, glorious victory that overcomes the world. His banner.
banner over us is love, our sword, the word of God. We tread the road, the saints above, with shouts of triumph trod. By faith they, like a whirlwind's breath, swept on our every field. The faith by which they conquered death is still our shining shield. Faith is the victory, faith is the victory, O glorious victory that overcomes the world. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.